This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests appear on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Media Podcasting Network. I am your host, Eric, and I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. We, of course, are brought to you this week by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all of our phone guests are brought to you by Spotty Hawk on the Spotty Hawk Cash Hotline. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great week. As I just said, I am actually on vacation. If you're listening to me and I am nowhere near the Beckett offices, I am having a great time on a beach and I'm enjoying it. Hope you are too. I hope whatever you're doing, you're enjoying it. So I'm going to bring you new products and new pricing here for you. Actually, it's just going to be new products because I'm not here. I don't know what's been newly priced because I'm enjoying my vacation and I'm not looking at my phone. So we'll do new products and then we're going to get to actually one, two, three, four different interviews, I believe. Uh, Austin Prohl, Ricky Prohl's son. You all know Ricky. He's uh, a Super Bowl Champion, who have been to five different Super Bowls. Well, his son Austin was drafted by the Buffalo Bills this year, season. We, we got him on the uh, on the line. We got uh, Darius Geis, the newest Redskin, and we have Jalen Samuels, the newest Steeler. So that's three NFL interviews for you. And then we're going to end up with an NFL theme show. Packer Cards eighty seven from YouTube is joining us. We're talking about breaking on YouTube, the hobby in general, what he collects, and just a little bit of everything else. So enjoy all that. But first, we're going to get to new products. Uh, first, first things first, we have all of the ML, Topps MLS soccer list. Uh, I'm sorry, Topps MLS team sets came out. So if you're a, a fan of the Sounders or the Earthquakes or Real Salt Lake or you know FC Dallas, those sets are out for you to go get. They come out uh, on the 30th, respectively, so please go pick those up if you want to. We have 2018 TriStar HT Autograph Baseballs, Houston Astros Championship Edition. That comes out on the 27th. Also on the 27th, we have Top Stadium Club Baseball. And on the 29th, we have Topps Museum Collection Baseball. Also, more Tops, Tops Inception Baseball on the 27th. That's two products on the 27th. I wonder if one of those is going to get pushed back. I don't know. I would probably think so, though. Also on the 27th, 2018 Donruss Elite Football. Uh, love that with the pen pals are in them. 2017 Leaf Showcase Vault Baseball. That comes out on the 29th. And the final product is a brand new product. 1718 Panini Encased Basketball. Brand new product altogether. If you like the football product, you will probably like this one because it's the same kind of concept. Having fun with that. If you guys pull any big hits from that, I want to see them. Hit me up on Twitter at Fat Packs Podcast. Or you can follow me at Eric, Eric Norton 316 uh, on my personal account if you would like to. Well, all right, that's it. I'm going to get you right to these interviews. I hope that you enjoy them all. And if you don't, well, uh, tell me next week when I get back, okay? But here we go. We're going to go start with Austin Parole, Darius Geis, Jalen Samuels, and then Packer Cards 87. Guys, thanks for hanging out this week. I really appreciate it. Until next week, just enjoy the show. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Marlon from Sparty Hawk Cast, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. And sitting down with us now 
is Austin Parole from UNC Tar Heels. What's up, Drafty Hopeful, man? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Just training, getting ready. Uh, exciting week, man. Been looking looking forward to this week for a long time. You know, as a kid, you dream of this moment. Sure. Uh, it's just it's here now, and it's crazy. You know, God's put me in a great position. Um, and I'm excited to see what's to come. That's awesome, man. So you having a good time here? Oh, it's, yeah, this is awesome. I just flew in this morning. Um, it's a great event, obviously, just being able to be here with the PA and uh, everything else. Obviously, they put on a – you know, NFL is the best business in the world. You know, they, they put on the nicest, um, you know, obviously the best venue. So it's a, it's a great spot to be. Deal. Now you said you flew in this morning. Did you fly into Love Field or, or DFW? DFW. Uh, that's the nicer one to fly into because uh, – Love Field is a little small airport, oh, is right? it really? but it's, it's a lot closer, too. Yeah, that's so, what they said. Uh, when they gave me my options on airports, they gave me a one-way to DFW out of Greensboro, North Carolina, or they gave me uh, – I had to connect in Atlanta, and I said, I'll just take the DFW, and yeah. I'll drive an extra 20 minutes. Sure. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. It that does. Makes a lot Absolutely. Of sense. So, um, so we're Collectibles Podcast, so we're just, we were talking a little bit off air. That um, Did you collect cards as a kid? I did, yes, did. Okay, yes, cool. Sir. Do you remember anything that you might have had, your first pack? Yeah, uh, I had a lot of Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner cards. Uh, they were okay. big for me when my dad played for the Rams. Um, the greatest show on turf. I was big on – their team, obviously, because they were they were very good, but I also had relationships with them. So, um, you know, I was big on on those cards, and then I had you know a couple of Jerry Rice's, obviously, you know, a receiver that I feel like every receiver looks up to, and then um, you know I had some quarterbacks, I had some Dan Marinos, uh, you know, one of the college Tom Brady's. Uh, so I, you know, a couple Walter Paytons, because Walter Payton was my guy growing up. You know, just watching him, sweetness was unbelievable. So. Um, I did. I loved my cards. I loved football in general. So having cards of players who were obviously the best of the best was was huge for me. That's cool. Now you mentioned your dad. There is a lineage there. He 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 went to four Super Bowls, one two. Did you get to experience that with him? Were you were you there by his side at those games? And what was yeah. that like? Um, yeah. So he played in four, coached in one. Okay. Um, and for me being there at all of them, every single one of them, just you know, it's given me and given me a new you know, outlook on the game, to be honest with you, just because a Super Bowl, if you've ever been or just watched it on TV and in general, just it gives you, I don't even know how to put it, it's the greatest venue in sports, you sure. know, just the amount of people that invest in it, just put, you know, their heart and soul into this game, you know, that aren't even, you know, don't even get to play in it, just is unbelievable. So being able to be there and, and watch it and, and experience that from a personal standpoint, um, just honestly throughout this process makes you work harder just because you know you have the opportunity to play in that game now especially in a week you're going to join a team and you know on that team you have the opportunity to play in the big game the big dance and uh you know my teammate Matt Collins who has played three years with me at Carolina mm -hmm. uh won it with the Eagles this year and um you know just talking to him just just unbelievable so I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to chase that dream of mine and, and to work hard every day for it now you say um I know the answer is going to be any team that drafts you, right? I, I get that. But is there a system in the NFL that you think that you would fit better in opposed to another one? Um, no, because I think my tools can fit any system. You okay. know, it's a, I can play inside, outside. I can, you know, play special teams. I can do whatever a team's going to ask me to do. And I think that's a, a huge advantage of why teams like me and why teams want me is because um, they know I'm very versatile. Um, I can do whatever they need me to do, and, and however I can help a team win, and that's sure. what I want to do. And going back to you know playing in Super Bowls and wanting to win one, 
you know, and that's how you win them. We're doing whatever a team needs to help them win, and that's what I'm willing to do. Awesome. That's a great concept, man. Yeah. The whole team idea, you know, because a lot of, you know, wide receivers get that prima donna, a little yeah. bit of a stigma to them, and I don't <laughs> I see any of that in you, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. Good there stuff. there was a prima donna here about a week ago. Yeah, so. he got, a, <laughs> He's he got not here. go, and he does not on the team right now. Sorry oh, about that, Jess. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's Cowboy fans? No, uh, no, not, uh, at all, not, at not at all, not at all. Not at all. I'm from Maryland. I'm a Skins fan, so I'm opposite of gotcha. a Cowboy fan. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah, you can yeah. say that all you want. <laughs> all you want. Yeah. Uh, not, not so much. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a closet Packers fan because I loved Sterling Sharp when I was growing oh, up. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and then, you know, he got hurt, hurt his neck, and couldn't play anymore. But I don't really root for a team just because it's, it's what we do. Like we see this all day, all you know, yeah. pricing cards, and mm-hmm. it's so, it's so hard to, to separate the two sometimes. So if I'm always looking at a team and rooting for a team and and you know keyed in on that, I'm, I might want to say say you make it big in the NFL and I, right. I see your rookie cards and I want to I want to make your rookie card go from twenty dollars to eighty dollars. Well, I could do that, yeah. but it wouldn't be fair, right? Be fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's it's easier. Yeah, I for didn't me. I didn't lower Kirk Cousins' cards when he went to Minnesota, <laughs> so it was all good. Shit. <laughs> so uh, we were at an event like this uh, last month in Scottsdale for the spring training. And a lot of those guys mentioned, like, Pokemon and, and Wizards and, like, you know, gaming cards. Were you into any of that stuff? To be honest with you, I wasn't. I wasn't big into... That's fine. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't just because so much of my life has been football that, like, I, I never really, like, really invested in anything else. It's been kind of weird. You know, I know everybody growing up has kind of has, like, a Dragon Ball Z type of, sure. you know, really into Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, all that stuff. And, like, growing up, they always look back and be like, yeah, I was so into that or... whatever it was and it really wasn't like I was so I was around the game so often that like I was kind of just stuck on it always and I think that's part of why I love it so much it's just kind of instilled in me so what's it going to be like if you get to open a pack of cards and pull yourself out of that I don't know I might be speechless for a good 10 minutes I think someone's going to have to slap me or flick me in the face just so I can realize what's going on I mean it's going to be cool just being able to uh, you know finally live out this dream that I've thought about and you know just been around for so long you know this is the highest level this is playing against the best of the best there's so many big time names and guys that have worked hard to be where they at in this league and i'm excited to get the opportunity to play with them so um you've mentioned a couple times this has been your whole life you know right. was your dad like what kind of what kind of coach was he for you was he was he you know a teaching coach or was he like you got to do this um i think he was a teaching coach but he was very hard on me i think um you know a lot of people think um, you know, we're very close. Okay. Me and him are, are very, very close. And I think the best thing about our relationship is, and a bunch of people ask me, is as soon as we step between what the, the white lines to go train, yeah, he's not my dad. Ah. He's my coach. And um, for me, that was big. For him, that was even bigger because he wanted to distinguish that. Sure. You know, because he was going to be hard on me like he was hard on his players when he coached for the Panthers. Right. And, um for me, it taught me a lot because it taught me how coaches were going to coach me. So when I went to college and I got a different style of coaching, I got, you know, yeller and screamers and, mm-hmm. you know, I heard, you know, the language and all that. It wasn't foreign to me. Like, I had sure. been doing that my whole life. Sure. Um, and he started that young with me. You know, it wasn't like when I got older. It was when I was young. And, um, you know, and a lot of people, when you get to college, it shocks them. It's, you know, it kind of sh- can shut people down, you know, yeah. when they get, you know, hard criticism. And for me, I was used to it, so I thrived with it. You sure. know, I realized that, you know, and from an early age, I realized that when he was hard on me, because he cared about me and he wanted, he knew how good I could be. And uh, that only pushed me to, to, to work harder and be better. Awesome. Dude, that's awesome. to be a proud man right now. Yeah, he really is. Stuff. So your dad was an excellent route runner. 
when it comes to you, are you going to take that from him? Well, obviously, you've learned it over your life. But do you think he's taught you to run routes really precisely? Because that's a big, that's a big talk in the NFL right now is how people run routes. And like that's why Des got cut; he couldn't run routes. You know? right. So running routes is important. Where do you see that working into your game at the X or the Y or whatever? You know, what are you? No, doing? yeah, absolutely. I think uh, for me, I mean, running routes inside and outside is something that I've taken pride in. Just being able to do everything, like I said, playing inside, outside, just because of my stature and my sure, size. Right. I don't want to just be stuck as an inside guy. If right. they need me to go outside, I can run outside routes um, and then go inside and be able to find zones and get open and create separation um, on third downs or whatever they need me to do. Right. Um, you know, but for me, route running is huge because that's what a receiver is. Like you said, uh, you know, it's it's a cutthroat business. You sure. know, if you can't do what you're asked to do, then you're going to get cut. And um, for me, running routes and, and creating separation, uh, no matter what down it is, and making big plays is something that I'm going to have to do. And my whole life I've taken pride in running routes because that's what a receiver does and making plays and catching balls. So, yeah, I do take pride in it. He's instilled that in me. He's preached it for 22 years now sure. in my life. So, um, you know, I do take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, awesome. I mean, timing is everything, and this league is so fast yeah. and so precise. I mean, quarterbacks don't throw to a receiver. They throw to a spot. Exactly. If you're not in that spot, the ball's, over, going, yeah. the ball's going the other way for um, six. Yeah, so. and, and just, you know, being around Mitch Trubisky for so long right. as my quarterback and my roommate and my best friend, just we, we kind of had that timing in college and then working out throughout this process with him and um, – you know, it, it taught me a lot about it, too, because just him transferring from that college mentality to an NFL mentality of that timing and that, of what you're talking about is so big and, and uh, it's so key in order to move the chains and move the ball and score touchdowns and win games um, that you got to get used to it and you got to be ready at all times for a ball. So, so we'll ask you one last question and we'll get you out of here. Uh, you mentioned Trubisky. I was going to ask you about, you know, Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner and everything, but those guys are Hall of Famers. It's, it's clear what they've done in their career. Right? True. What has Mitch told you about this process? That like, what's the one key thing that he's told you about the transition from the NFL, from the college game to the NFL? How's he helped you out? I think it's mostly you know obviously me and Mitch are a little bit different just because he was a number two overall pick. Right. I mean he kind of had it it all right in front of him. But you know it's just like he said everybody's everybody's going to want you to fail. You know yeah. sometimes everybody and and I think he was a great example of that because everybody said he only had 13 starts in college. He only did this, he only did that, and he wasn't prepared. He wasn't a born leader and stuff like that. And if you ask any of his teammates a year after he got drafted, yeah. they all think he's uh. one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They think he's a competitor. They think he's a great leader. Sure. Um, and that's something that if you're close to him and you played with him, you know that. Sure. And, um, you know, just going through it, you know, with him and talking to him about it, just, you know, staying positive, continue to work. Um, stay focused on the things that matter, the people that matter. Um, you know, people are always going to have an opinion. People are always going to have something to say. But just lock in on, on what matters and what's going to propel you to the next level and continue to play at a high level. Awesome. And I think he's helped me a lot with that. That's good stuff. That's, good to that's, hear, that's man. great so, to hear. Very good to hear. Man, you are now on our radar, and we're cheering for you. We're hoping for you. Uh, your dad was picking the third round. Maybe let's maybe, do it. Maybe, let's, let's do it. Do it. You know, let's do it. Cardinals, yeah. So, yeah, uh, please. Please tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media so they can follow your journey. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at AustinProl11, on Instagram, uh, AustinProl7. Um, I'm on there a bunch. You guys tweet me, I'll tweet back and uh, communicate with you. Love, love interacting with fans, and um, I look forward to you guys seeing my journey. Awesome. Good deal. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hi, it's Wally from One Million Baseball Cards in St. Louis, Missouri, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. 
break, and we're hanging out now with Mr. Darius Geis. Uh, Go Tigers, like I said. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? Go Tigers. So, uh, I'm going to start with this. My former co-host, he's, he's no longer with the, with the podcast, huge Redskins fan. But uh, now now I feel a little bad. I'm sitting in front of the, you know, the future of the Redskins, and he's not here with me. But uh, can you just say, what's up, Paul? What's up, Paul? There you, you doing, go, man. There you go. So, uh, what's this like for you? Is this, is this completely a weird new, new experience, uh, signing all this stuff and being out here uh, in front of the NFLPA in, in Panini? This is a big thing, right? Man, I'm just ready to get back to OTAs. Yeah? I'm ready to get back to actual football. I understand. Because uh, this is kind of a beating. It can be, you know? Uh, signing all these cards. We'll probably signing, what, 1,500, 2,500 cards, something like that? Like 6,000. Holy moly, man. That's, yeah. That's a lot. And I'm, I'm sure, did anybody prepare you for that? Like, did they tell you what the volume was going to be like? No. Nah, no. That, you know, that, that kind of threw me off when I got here. Uh-oh. You know, so... I'm sorry. It's with nine, so it's all good. <laughs> so, what what's the biggest difference you think is going to be uh, playing in Baton Rouge, going up there playing in the, the D.C. area? It's colder. It's colder. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty warm down there in the south, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm from Dallas yeah. myself, so yeah. uh, uh, I do know how warm it, it gets. Uh, is there anybody in the Redskins system you're looking to learn from? Yeah, uh, Chris Thompson. Um, oh, okay. You know, he's he's one of the main guys. You know that that got a good grasp on the on the playbook, and uh, you know he's one of the guys that you know treats himself like a real professional around there. And um, as well as the other running backs, you know, Rob Kelly, Samaje, uh, Capri, uh-huh. Byron, you know, all those guys are going to help me out along the way as well. What do you think about uh, having uh, Alex Smith there now as, as a quarterback? Man, you know, um, the few times I did, you know, practice with him and, and, and get some balls caught from from him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he he slings it, man. He, he he got a gun on him. You know, he, he's one of those vets that, you know, kn- knows what's going on. Sure. You know, and knows how to work with the with the, with the the rookies. Right. You know, and I respect him a lot more for that, you know, for not being a vet and a guy that, that, that has a lot of money that, you know, kind of forget, you know, he was once a rookie. You know, he's one of those guys that helps the rookies as much as he can and, you know, make sure we, we're on the same page as him whenever the plays are getting called. That's good. That's good that uh, he's, he's willing to teach you like that, man. That's uh, valuable for your for your career as right. you progress, you know. So, DJ. What are you, who are you looking forward to uh, to juking out and just running over sometime in the NFL? Because I mean, you, you, the, the NFC East is just full of, full of a who's who on defense. Who, who are you looking to put a move on? Now, I'm just making sure I know this playbook 100% first before I start worrying about juking somebody. Because if you don't know it, you're not going to play anyway. That's true. That's so, true. you know, got to focus on priorities first. Exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to let you guys finish up here. I know you got some other things to do. You guys are going from station to station. But thank you for your time. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll make sure to tag you up. Tell my listeners where they can follow you on uh, social media. Um, On Instagram and Twitter, my handle is the sickest, D-H-A, sickest. Awesome. All right, guys, go check them out. And uh, HTTR, man. HTTR. Hi, this is Matt Salmon, host of the Wax Ecstatic Podcast. You are listening to Beckett Radio. And, hey, make sure you've got fat packs for everybody. All right, guys, we're hanging out after that quick break. We're back with uh, Jalen Samuels from uh, NC State. Now he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's up, man? How you doing, man? We're doing real well. What do you think about all this signing cards like this, man? This is crazy, huh? Oh, yeah, it is, man. I mean, it's, it's a long process, but, you know, it'll be worth it at the end of the day. At the end, yeah. yeah. So uh, you guys got to put your uniforms on for the first time today. How's that feeling? Oh, that's a dream come true, you know, yeah. just to you know, put on the NFL, you know, NFL uniform for the first time. Be out here with a couple guys, you know, everybody's dreams coming true. It's just, right. You know, it's crazy. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Have you been to Pittsburgh yet? Have you got to experience a little bit of Pittsburgh? Yeah, I've been there. I've been, we, we actually played Pitt this year. So, okay. You know, and I, I, when I went out there, that wasn't my first time. But, yeah, I went out there, you know, for rookie minicamp. Sure. And I'm flying back there tomorrow. So. Are you going back tomorrow? Yeah. How's that playbook looking, man? Is it big? Well, what they asking me to do is kind of is kind of big. But, you know, it, you know I'm, I'm going to get in the playbook, you know, study a little bit. It's not as bad. But, you know, once I get used to it, it'll start, you know, making more sense. You looking to learn from a guy like Le'Veon? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know he's a great player, uh, so you know I'm gonna you know do what I gotta do, uh, of learn from him, uh, see how he works, see how he learns, how he watches tape, and uh, you know hopefully whenever I get the chance, you know, to make the best out of the opportunity. How how important is is watching film, man? Oh, it's it's, it's very important. I ain't I ain't find that out until maybe like junior year in college. Okay. Like you know I, I like start to realize you know how important it is you know to watch film you know, the little details you know because details matter you know in, in the game of football you know the game it's a game of inches so you know you gotta know you know your opponent and what, what they do of course and what they can't do right. So, it's a huge advantage. It is a huge advantage. So, uh, what do you do when you're off time, man? When you're not, when you're not watching film and practicing, what do you like to do? I play video games. Yeah, what do you yeah. play? Fortnite. Oh, yeah, you play I'm Fortnite. Fortnite now. <laughs> yeah, I play, I play 2K, Madden, Fortnite. A little bit of everything, GTA. It just all depends on what I'm in the mood for. So I'm going to tell you something that's going to make me very unpopular with the, with the masses. I've never played Fortnite. For real? Yeah, I've never even seen it. But I know that it's like the most popular thing in the world right now. It's like the best free game ever created. Yeah? Yeah? I was, bra I was bragging to, uh, to some of my friends back at home. I said, I'm a great parent because my son doesn't even know what Fortnite is. Because you talk about all the kids playing Fortnite and all that mess. Yeah. I've never I, done it. At first, I didn't really like it. And once you like, you know, start how to play it and how, you know, the real, the, the main thing in the game is building. Sure. So once you, you know, know how to start building and whatnot, then you gotta, you gotta get a couple dubs too under your belt until uh -huh. you start liking it. All right. So, and then they got you. We even have a Raven and a Steeler together. I don't know how that worked out. But they didn't do that on purpose. They're friends did they? now. We'll see what happens later this year. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So uh, we're a collectibles podcast. Uh, did you collect anything as a kid? Nah, I didn't. Nothing at all? Nah. That's all right. Yeah. But you're doing a good job staying on the card. And we, we, oh, yeah. Us collectors appreciate that. Yeah, so. yeah, appreciate and you're not that. digging them up or nothing like that. Yeah. That's, That's important it. for us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, at jsam1k, J-A-Y-S-A-M, S-A-M-1-K. There you go. Yep. Guys, go check him out. Follow his NFL career. Uh, big ups to the Steeler Nation. I did not believe in Steeler Nation until I saw how big Steeler Nation really was. So uh, you guys are doing good. Uh, good luck. Best of luck to you in the future. This is Marcel from The Summit Show, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and we are here with our final interview of the week. And I'm excited about this because at heart, you guys know this if you listen to my show, I'm a Packers fan. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that because I don't really – I try not to say I have a rooting interest anymore, but uh, I'm a Packers guy at heart. I've been a Packers guy my whole life. Grew up loving uh, Sterling Sharp and Brett Favre, and, and I hated the Cowboys because the Cowboys always beat the Packers. But I'm joined now by uh, Brian from Packer Cards 87 from YouTube. What's up, man? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing excellent, man. How about you? Man, I'm, I'm doing real well. We were just uh, – we were talking weather while I was waiting for the program to load here, and uh, – uh, it's you say it's nice up there. You get four seasons. Right now here in Texas, it's just hot. So I'm happy to be inside where the air conditioning is, talking some uh, football cards with you. Excellent. 
Excellent. Awesome. So let's let's first start with this. How long have you been in the hobby, and we, what got you into the hobby? Well, I've been in the hobby for, well, I, I would have to say a total of, you know, tw- over 20 years going back to when I was collecting as a kid. But I started probably back in uh, 93, 94. I was six, seven years old. And then come about 2003, I took a, I took a break up until... Uh, about three years ago, I found my cards when my wife and I had moved into our house, and I found my cards in the basement after we had moved, and I just got this feeling like, man, I remember how awesome this was collecting when I was younger. So what I did is I, I did a little bit of searching, uh, you know, started buying blasters here and there from Walmart and Target, and then figured out that there was a, a card shop not five minutes from my house. Oh, and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it all started, man. And it's been, it's been a wild ride ever since then. I've been buying hobby boxes and, uh, you know, it's, I think uh, coming up on about two and a half years ago, I started making these YouTube videos because this passion that I have for the hobby, I, I just wanted to share it with other people and starting it out, I I didn't think that it was going to turn into anything, you know, 10, 15 people maybe watching my videos. And it's turned into something that uh, it's turned into a lot more than that. And I, I, I don't really know what to say about it besides, uh, you know, thank you to the people that watch them and stuff. And I enjoy doing them. I enjoy, I enjoy making these videos, man. I still got a, an extreme amount of love for the hobby and, it's just a good thing. It's a good thing, especially for kids to get into uh, getting into collecting cards, keep them out of trouble. It's it's just all around a good thing, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Now you got over over twenty thousand uh, subscribers to your to your YouTube channel, which is really great for a card account. Have you first? My first question is: Is have you ever thought about putting advertisement on your thumbnails? Because that would work tremendously for you. You know, here we go. Here's the thing. I, I'm kind of the same as I was when I started it. Okay. It's like, I just, I just kind of put videos out there and whoever wants to watch them can watch them. Whoever doesn't, you you know, I I don't really try pushing anything. Now, uh, the, the most amount of advertisement I've been doing is I, I teamed up with Buck City Breaks and Chris, Chris and Adam over at Buck City Breaks, they're good dudes, man. I, I, I genuinely like the guys and I, I wouldn't have teamed up with them if, if I didn't. And I enjoy, I enjoy their company. I enjoy hanging out in the chat with them. I, I you know, when they break on Fridays Sure. and I, you know, we team up, I, I build breaks, uh, to kind of share with, with my viewers and stuff. That's kind of the extent of, of, uh, advertisement i've been doing on on the channel man well then go ahead and put some big old buck city breaks uh logos on your thumbnails man that'd be awesome hey that would be awesome <laughs> now if i could just figure out how to do that i'm not too good with computers let me tell you that oh i'm talking about your actual thumbnails man on your hands because that's what's what you see in the video you oh, see oh i'm i'm I'm, think, I'm thinking you were talking like thumbnail for for yeah, the video i like got video you. thumbnail i got you that'd be great oh, though yeah. You know, you know what? That that's actually a really good idea, dude. 
Well, that would be hilarious. It would that be. would be hilarious. Put put some Packer G's on my thumbnails or something. I'm gonna see. Funny. I'm gonna see you some fat pat stick, fat pat stickers, and you can put one on your thumbnail, and uh, <laughs> you can just <laughs> flow it in there. It's only the size of a quarter, so uh, it, it'll be great, good stuff. I love the guys over at Buck Cities, man. Uh, both Chris and Adam, they're great guys. They worked with us. Uh, they gave us a sponsorship at. Um, the industry summit this year. It was great talking to them. I felt bad because we had them on, and in the middle of their interview, Charles Haley walked into the room. So we had to kick oh. them. We had to kick them off the mic so we could get Charles Haley on. And like they never, we never got back around to getting them on for a full interview. They've been on oh, the show no. before, and you know I've been with them. I've been on their breaks before and stuff like that. They're a lot of fun. They're really good. But I do uh, owe Chris and Adam both an apology for. Ne- uh, I had to big time you because the biggest man in the in the room walked in and I had to put him on. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes that makes sense. I'm sure they're cool, man. Oh, yeah, they're they're cool with it. We we talked. We had a lot of fun. We actually we hung out at the Mavericks game that night, so it, we had a lot of fun that game. Um, nice. So, did you grow up a Packers fan? Is that why the Packer cards '87? I'm guessing you're since you're in Wisconsin, that had that had to be the case. The pa- the Packers have always had a spot in my heart. Now, for a little bit when I was when I was real young, I was a little confused, and I was a 49ers fan. Oh, the blasphemy. The blasphemy. I, I, I don't – I know. I, I don't know why, but see, here, here's the thing, dude. I love Jerry Rice growing up, and I, I just like the guy. I, I like the way he played the game, and I was young, man, and I like the 49ers, but it, it's, it's like I see nowadays with a lot of people. Well, I, I like this team, and I like this team. Um, I'm – I'm strictly 100% Packers at this point in my life, but uh, at that time I liked the 49ers and I liked the Packers too. Now it it was a uh, you know I was tugging at heartstrings when I was uh, when they would play each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who to root for, but I eventually saw the light and I'm I'm a Packers fan now for for good. <laughs> That's so good. that that was probably you know 20 25 years ago that we're talking 49ers fan, but uh, I don't know they. they 49ers always hold a hold a special place in my heart, but Favre, Antonio Freeman, Robert Brooks, you know Sterling Sharp, all those guys, man, I, I love all those guys from back in the day. How about Dorsey Levins? Dorsey Levins, dude, <laughs> oh my god, I love that guy. He was he was a beast. Him and Edgar Bennett, oh, yes. that was dude, that that was awesome. I I miss I miss those days, but I always have those memories. And and the great thing about YouTube nowadays is you can pretty much look up whatever you want. I want to see some Dorsey Levin's highlights. You're going to find them. So, another name that I like to bring up every every now and again is Travis Jarvie. Do you, do you remember Travis? I do. That he was like the baddest little white dude ever to play football. <laughs> he was so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that was crazy. So, um, so is is your collection focused on Packers cards now? Uh, as you're absolutely. as you're an adult, you can buy what you want, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. And, it's pretty much what what happened when I got back into collecting yeah, a little over three years ago. Um, I started just collecting Packers straight up, and then my guy was always Jordy Nelson. My guy since since our Super Bowl run was the, the, our last Super Bowl run was always Jordy Nelson, and I liked the way that the guy handled himself on the field and off the field, and the things he was doing off the field. That's what really got me into collecting him. So I just went ham on Jordy, man. I, I went ham on Jordy. Um, 
just every auto I could get my hands on, every sick patch I could get my hands on. I was just going going all in on Jordy. I would still collect Packers uh, on the side too, um, but for the most part, it, it was all it was all Jordy all the time. That's just I was you know super collector, and I still am to a point. But now that he's off the team, I'm kind of torn. Do I keep collecting the guy, you know, 100% or do I go a different way? And still kind of looking for the answer on that one. So That's, that's a question that PC guys always have, right? You know, um, what, what do you do when he gets traded? Because, like, say, say I'm a, a, a Jordy Nelson fan. Great with, the, great with the Packers. Now he's going to another iconic team, the Raiders. You, you would have to think that they would carry some kind of value over there because it's the Raiders, right? But yeah, but you're still a little hurt because he's not in the green and green and gold or the green and yellow. So what you, oh, what, do you what do you do, man? I, I I ask guys all that. Uh, once a year we have a big super collector series, and I always ask them, hey, what are you going to do when this guy gets traded, or what are you going to do when this guy is you know, you know, no longer on your team? And the the best the best uh, example of this was is my my dude uh, Dave from from Canada. He's a he's a Simone Dupree super collector and he got traded he got traded from the from the penguins to the ducks and now he's out of the league completely so what do you do you know now he's having he's having to scramble to find stuff because it's no longer being produced in his situation he's playing in the, uh. he's playing in the KHL so he's he's finding he's having to find ways to continue that collection but i think the natural answer is you move on I'm not telling you to move on because I've seen some of your your Jordy cards on your on your YouTube breaks. They're very very nice. But who's next on the if, if it's not Jordy, who's who's next on the Packers list that you're going to pick up? I, I don't know, man. I have to see I have to see where we're at with receivers cuz honestly, I've always been a receivers type of guy. Okay. Uh like like I had mentioned before with the Jerry Rice mm-hmm. and I was like Antonio Freeman and Robert Brooks and uh Robert Ferguson and all those dudes and then it ended up being, you know, Donald Driver and Jordy Nelson and all, all these guys, uh, all these receivers from the Packers. Uh, I think we have a little bit of, of a competition there in Green Bay because we drafted receivers this year that are phenomenal. There's some really good receivers coming out of college. Uh, so I have to kind of see, you know, I, I was I was going hard on Trevor Davis for a while, uh, dude out of Cal. He's a speedy little guy, and he's been our punt returner. I don't really know. You know, he had that whole thing at the airport and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to all play out with the team. So I'm going to kind of have to have to do that. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm going to go for uh, Jamon Moore or uh, St. Brown, or heck, maybe I'll start PC and Randall Cobb or Geronimo Allison. I don't know. There's so many good receivers that that are a possibility. That I'm still kind of in limbo, man, because we're we're not in the season yet. Jordy Jordy got cut, and he's on a different team. So I'm, I don't know. My my mind's all all over the place at this point. So not 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 that it's going to happen, but if it say Dez lands there, would you jump uh, over Dez? I don't think so. No. Okay. That's that's no, fair enough. I, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. And the funny thing is, is I don't I don't know if I could see Dez coming to the Packers. I mean, if it happened, cool. And if there was any chemistry with, with Aaron, that would be great. Sure. But I just don't I don't see it happening. But on the other hand, I didn't see Jordy getting cut. So who, who am I to say, you know? I, well, I think Aaron said it right. He said, you know, you, you, 
you cut Jordy and you're you're going to sign Dez. Well, it's it's the same player. So especially at this at, the, at this point in the career, they're they're the same player. Jordy's a little bit older, but you know he probably runs better routes. But they're yeah. they're, they're still that, the same player. That chemistry that he had with Rogers, man, it, it was unlike anything I've seen out of out of a pair. Sure, it, it was crazy. It was crazy at at their. At their finest, I don't think there was anybody who could who could stop them. I don't think so either. They, they were great. So, they but at, at any rate, I still have hope that Jordy's going to come back, whether it's for a one-day contract or a one-year contract and retire a Packer. He's going to, regardless, he's going to go down as a great in, in this organization. So um, I have a little bit of hope left here. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit more about your YouTube channel. Again, you have over 20,000 subscribers. In fact, you have... 22,672 subscribers. And I'm guessing from the, the the type of account this is and the things you've said so far, that that's just a grassroots growing, right? I mean, you didn't do any big advertisement or anything like that. This is just people who are passionate about cards like like you are watching you and, and tuning in to enjoy what you're doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I might have said it at the beginning. I don't know how this happened. I, I don't know how it's gotten to the point that it's gotten to, but I'm blessed and I'm thankful for it uh, that it's gotten to this point. And I'm able to be a voice for these people in the hobby and to get people excited about the hobby. I'll tell you this, the coolest thing that I have been able to experience out of this whole YouTube thing are these fathers, are these fathers commenting and sending me messages that, thanking me for mm. allowing them something to do with their kid, with, the, with their son or with their daughter, watching, watching my videos together, collecting cards together. That's got to be one of the coolest things. And I've heard it countless times, too, that there, was, there are so many people out there like me who had collected when they were younger, got out of it. You know how it goes when you're 12, 13 years old. You're more fo- focused on girls than you are on, on football cards, sure, right? Sure. But they have gotten back into the hobby uh, uh, words out of their mouth from watching my videos, which is crazy. I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say besides uh, thank you for, for watching and tuning in. And now, now all these people are becoming passionate about the hobby. I think we are going to leave this thing stronger for the next generation. And that is, that is the ultimate goal I think is to, bring the next generation into the hobby and get them excited about it and teach them good things, the good things to do. You send people cards that, you know, you, you talk with and and you message with, and you know, this person, you pull something cool. I want to send this to this dude or, or whatever the case may be, be nice to people in the hobby. And it can turn into an everyday life thing too. If, if we're diligent about this now, diligent about honesty and you know being nice to others in the hobby that can transfer to everyday life and hey man i I don't want to get all philosophical here but we could make the world a better place just through the cardboard just through cardboard i i i I firmly believe that i think that's completely and totally totally possible now I'm, i'm searching through your videos here buddy and you have a lot of mail day videos. You have a lot of box breaks, and then you have look like look like you have some like op ed pieces where you're talking about scammers and and sport cards breaks. You know what are they and that kind of stuff. What do you do? You have fun doing that kind of stuff, kind of like the educational video for for people. Oh, absolutely, man! I I look forward to 
I look forward to those kind of videos. I had a lot of fun doing the scammers video and, and the breaks video. There's, there was uh, a few of those kind of educational type videos that I had done. And I, I really, I really do enjoy that because not everybody out there knows what the deal is with, you know, what is a break? How do I get into it? What can I expect in it? Uh, what should I look out for when, when trying to make a deal with somebody who I've never dealt with before, or how do I protect myself from getting scammed? There's, there's, I mean, it's kind of the elephant in the room, but there are, there are scammers out there, especially, I mean, in this hobby, there are scammers out there also, and it's unfortunate. And my goal with that video in particular was to kind of get that in people's minds to protect themselves and make sure that, make sure that they're doing the right thing when they're making a deal with somebody. It, it, it really sucks. And I, I feel bad for people when I read this person just got me for, for whatever it is for this card or this amount of money. I just feel bad for the people. So sure. if that can get prevented, then, you know, I, I got to try to use this platform that has built up for, for good, you know, of course, of course. We we so. we need to get you nominated for a Webby. That's that's what we need to do. You got you got you got enough subscribers. You're okay. You you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, those things, man. You got to pay for your like. You got to pay for your nomination. I was like, because we were going to be nominated for one, and they're like, it's three hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, oh, man. not today. I'm not paying. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, put ta- put food on the table for my kids and. Exactly. You know, make some videos before I do that. So now you got a you got a nice logo. Did you are you, and your videos are well put together. Are you have some kind of design background or something like that, or did somebody do the logo for you? So my father in law had created that logo for me about I want to say a year year and a half ago. He created that logo and I loved it. For right off the bat, he's like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" I'm like, "That that's it right there. That is awesome." Um, he, he's fantastic with that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, that, that's awesome, dude. I, I, I love that logo. It, it's, it works. There's no copyright infringement on it or anything like that. So mm-hmm. everything's cool. Um, and then the videos, the funny thing about the videos is that I, I would want to say about 95% of my videos are one shot. They're one shot deals. Oh, very I nice. don't. I don't really edit my videos or anything like that. I just kind of go, go at it the way, the way that it happens. And there are a couple videos where, Oh, well, I should probably cut that out or I'm going to cut this one short or something like that. But most of the time it's just one shot deal. So that's, well, you do a good job and you, you can tell well, the quality's there. You can tell. All right. Uh, question of all questions. Do you have a favorite video that you've done so far uh, breaking wise, because uh, you got a ton of them here. So, I'd- there's a ton of videos, man. Oh my goodness! Um, favorite video. Uh, I did a. My favorite one that comes to mind was a Throwback Thursday video that I did. I do a segment called Throwback Thursday, and I open up, uh, you know, boxes from back in the day or that are five, six, ten, twenty years old. I love doing that. It's it's one of my favorite uh, parts of it. Uh, I can't remember which product it was, but I pulled a Brett Favre insert, and now it was like one in a hundred some packs. I want to say, and it's a 
far, I was so excited. In the, I'm actually paging through my cards right here. It was a Bowman Chrome break from 1999. Oh, wow. And I pulled a, a Favre stock-in-the-game refractor insert. I was just – I was floored, man. It was so cool. And – those type of those type of hits, those are hits, man. Back in the day, like when I was sure. growing up, you get an insert, you get a card that was one in eighty packs or something like that. That was that was the business, man. That was where it's at. Because you got to you got to figure today, an autograph is what one in every five packs or something, mm. R- roughly depending on the product. You get a card that's one in eighty packs, man. That's that's crazy. But I love that one. There was. Uh, there's other videos that I love doing the random hobby pack opening videos, just grabbing a bunch of random packs from the, from the LCS mm-hmm. and opening those up. The one I just did yesterday, I hit a Mariota rookie auto. It, it was crazy, man. That, those, those are always fun too. But, um, I think that, that 99 Bowman Chrome at this point, I think that's, that's the one that really pops out at me. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. That's that you're right. Those were big hits back then. So that's a, man. that's good stuff. Really yeah. yeah, I mean, I, there, there's been other videos where I've hit Monster 101s and this, that, and the other, but I, I think for nostalgia purposes and how I feel about it and how I feel about the video and how I feel about the card, that far, man, I, I, I cherish that thing. It's, so. it, it's funny what what you just said. It, it's, it rings so true because – you know, you can pull the one of ones, you can pull the patch autographs and stuff like that. But if it's a card that your guy in this example, for this example, Brett Favre, it, it's going to mean so much more to you than, you know, the, the rookie auto that is going to sell for a dollar or two. You know, it's, it's just, Absolutely. It's, it, it just means so much more. And as a collector, you got, you got to completely understand and respect that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I could pull, a uh, decent rookie auto, and then in the next pack I could pull a Jordy, you know, base parallel to 199, and I, I'm I'm digging that Jordy more than I'm digging the, the the rookie auto. So it's all about it's all about what you like, collecting what you like, going after what you like. Um, I get questions from people about, hey man, how do you pick a PC or how do you how do you figure out what you want to collect? And it's, it all comes from within you collect what you want to collect, not what somebody else tells you, you should be collecting, or this is what you want to collect. This player is going to be good. You collect whatever, whatever you feel good about. So. Sure. That's right. Um, I, I can't argue or complain with anything you just said. I, I completely agree with you. Collect what you want to collect, collect what makes you happy. And if, Absolutely. You, if you give you guys do that, you'll be, you'll be happier for it in the hobby instead of trying to flip everything and make a quick buck. It, it just, Absolutely, you know? man. And at the end of the day, it's a hobby. Right. It, it's a hobby. Now, now I, understand, I understand the business aspect of it. There are, there are people in, in the hobby that they're collectors, but they also have a business to run, like an LCS or what have you, a, a, you know, a big-time breaker or something like that. But I like the whole collector aspect of it and the hobby aspect of it, so... It's just good, man. It's good. It really is good. It's a lot of fun. All right, man. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, but before we do, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors. I want to say uh, 
thanks to Collectible Card Club for uh, uh, sponsoring the show. You guys are our lead sponsors. Thanks to Monster Breaks. And thanks for Sparty Hot Cash for sponsoring the uh, the Sparty Hot Cash hotline, Marlon, uh, who actually brought you to my attention, Brian. So, uh, Oh, yeah, Sparty Hawk. I know, I, know, I know him. I know Marlon. So uh, thank you to yep, Sparty man. for that, man. You, you said Monster Breaks, too, didn't you? Yes, I sure did. Hey, Kyle Rhino. What up, Kyle? Yeah, Kyle's, Kyle's our dude. Kyle and uh, um, Curtis, th- those are our guys, yeah. man. We love them. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's a met, real dude. I met him at Nationals last year. Awesome. Are you going to be at the National this year? I, I will be. Okay, so you gotta you got to come seek us out. I'll be at the Beckett booth. You can come say hello. We'll, we'll sit down and do another segment together, okay? Absolutely. Sounds, sounds fantastic, man. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening this week. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Jericho. With accurate mic control, I explode and break bones. Son of none crossing enemy zones. The headphones are pushing forward to mission control. It's stories to be told. Foes decode these remotes. Broke down but since behold, the ill is from CO. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. Leeches lurking in the darkness won't leave living tonight. Punchline for fist fight because they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and high hats, they be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Yeah. Me and my people just might tonight, alright? Me and my people just might.